You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's the Undercard. The Undercard brings you the best in hand combat sports. Featuring major interviews, current events, and the hottest ring girls from around the nation. The Undercard is sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company, Podcast Detroit Studios, and is produced by Rochelle Witten. And now, here are your hosts, Brad, Cody, and Jimmy. Whoa, welcome to The Undercard, episode 260 276. All right, episode 276, according to producer Rochelle. I am flying solo currently. We may have someone drop in here and a few, but uh, Jimmy's missing the show. He's actually out on the west side of the state. I don't think Jimmy's missed more than five shows. His attendance record is quite amazing. Um, There's a fly in the studio. I'm not trying to hit you. Uh, His attendance record is like, just I, I don't know. He he would get an award if we were still doing the elementary school all rules. I think he's only probably missed like three or four shows. So Jimmy's not here, uh, but Rochelle's gonna take over and do what's on tap a little bit. What's on tap's how we kinda say what's happening in the MMA and boxing world. Um so but let's start off with uh just really basically on Tuesdays everybody's had a chance to process the weekend and what's going on and what happened in fights, blah, blah, blah. But breaking news, sometimes we are gifted with it on a Tuesday. And it allows us to actually talk about something that is very time relevant. And today, a huge announcement was made. Uh, So UFC was looking for a new TV deal. That's no secret. Um the Fox Sports thing for, I mean, all all purposes was not working out for both sides. Um, and Fox Sports, everybody thought was going to head a different direction. There's rumors out there that they might do WWE. There's rumors out there, you know, just it UFC was not going to land back on Fox Sports. Or if they did, it was going to be for a lot less money. Then what Fox Sports is, uh, you know, willing to pay the UFC. So and when the UFC was sold to WW, I'm sorry, WME, IMG, uh, it was sold for $4 billion. And the new owners that took over knew that the TV deal had to be something that was going to help make the UFC purchase worthwhile. And today it was announced that the ESPN Plus is striking a $750 million deal with UFC for 15 fight cards a year. This is courtesy of Lance Pugmere of Los Angeles Times. The UFC announced a partnership Tuesday with ESPN Plus, the new subscription direct-to-consumer streaming service that will offer up to 15 fight night cards per year and bring the organization $750 million over five years. 
Beverly Hills talent agency WMEIMG purchased the UFC in 2016 for $4 billion, hinging its price to the potential ability to maximize television investment. This portion of the UFC television package with fights to begin on ESPN Plus in January will bring in $150 million annually. The UFC's expiring deal with Fox that began in 2010 netted $100 million per year. Negotiations are continuing for the broadcast rights to the remainder of the typical UFC fight schedule, which will probably include around 20 more fight cards with main events that are expected to be of higher quality. Fox and NBC are reportedly reportedly in contention for the additional package. UFC on ESPN Plus Fight Night will televise full 12 fight cards. ESPN Plus previously announced plans to boost combat sports coverage by aligning with boxing promoter top ranks for fights, including the June 9th welterweight title about uh, between pound for pound number one Terrence Crawford and champion Jeff Horn. The network will offer supplemental shoulder power programming in its UFC uh, package. That programming will include new seasons of Dana White's Contender Series beginning in June 2019, a new original all-access series produced by IMG Original Content, exclusive pre- and post-event shows for all 15 UFC on ESPN Plus Fight Nights, non-exclusive access to UFC's full archive of, archive of programming, including historic events, classic bouts, and original programming, additional UFC-branded content, including UFC countdown shows, press conference weigh-ins, pre- and post-shows. The ESPN Plus app, available for $4.99 per month, can be used to view UFC Fight Pass events and UFC pay-per-view events for an additional price. One of our goals for ESPN Plus is to bring sports fans of all genres content that they love and are passionate about. And this agreement with UFC is illustrative of exactly that, said Kevin Mayer, chairman of Direct-to-Consumer and International Operations for Walt Disney Company. We look forward to providing UFC's enthusiastic growing fan base with a wide array of live events and building a lasting relationship with the industry industry leader in mixed martial arts. In our news release, ESPN and UFC noted that UFC boasts the youngest fan base among major professional sports organizations in the U.S. with a median age of 40 and an audience compre- uh, compromising of 40% millennials. UFC has long sought innovative ways to distribute its bouts to the widest audience, uh, employing a deal with Roku nearly a decade ago in streaming its fight pass. UFC President Dana White said in a prepared statement, I couldn't be more excited uh, to partner with the Walt Disney Company and ESPN on an agreement that will continue to grow our sport. UFC has always done deals with the right partners at the right time, and this one's no exception. We will now have the ability to deliver fights to our young fan base wherever they are and whenever they want. This deal is a home run for ESPN and UFC. Fox is scheduled this year to televise 15 fight night events on FS1, along with the Ultimate Fighter reality television series and its two finales. While Fox will broadcast five fight night events, additionally 13 pay-per-view preliminaries can be seen on FS1 or FX. Once again, that was Lance Pugmere. I believe if I'm pronouncing it right, from Los Angeles Times. So good news for UFC and also good good news for uh, ESPN. So if you've not followed what's happening in the sports world, um, it's an all-around 
renaissance. Let's put it that way. Um, Rochelle brought up a good point. Uh, I didn't know what Spotify was until a week ago. We're lucky enough to now know what Spotify is. Uh, Spotify is a place in which any song, almost any song I want by any artist I want, is readily available for me at a very low price for the whole family. Okay, so Spotify is awesome. There's podcasts on it, and we'll talk a lot about Spotify over the next few weeks. So Spotify, as much as I like getting CDs, and as much as I like looking at package art, and as much as I like the idea of vinyl, and if you weren't around for a show in which I described why I like vinyl, vinyl takes effort. Like, I mean, to really, you must really want to listen to that person. To actually pull it out of a vinyl sleeve, take the time to put the needle on the record. There's just something very intimate about vinyl. That being said, Spotify is absolutely amazing and changes everything and puts those borderline, I may buy that CD, into probably not buying that CD. Now, why, how would Spotify got to do with anything we're talking about here? We, we live in such a unique society right now in which we have to have information on demand and we have to have it catered to exactly what we like. Spotify currently is learning my music taste and is suggesting new artists, but by suggesting new artists, I'm learning about new artists, etc. So ESPN Plus is going to be a genre-based, I like Mixed martial arts, I like boxing, for $4.99 a month, which, Rochelle, very cheap. I mean, Spotify's cheap too, but very cheap, $4.99, to have access to these uh, fights and events. And there's going to be boxing on it too, top rank. So for our undercard fan base, this is absolutely a win. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean... No, it is. I mean, it's a... It's definitely a price-effective way to get the fights out there. So society's changed, and you know this, right? You want stuff that's readily catered to you. Mm-hmm. And now ESPN, who fell behind Fox Sports, Fox Sports was taking their talent. ESPN was laying off people. ESPN used to be huge. You know, you you got up. When I was in college, you got up and you watched SportsCenter. Then in it, then in it. But you didn't have the access to every game. So if you were a Golden State Warrior fan, and I want to say this really quick. No one was a Golden State Warrior fan before they got good. I don't care what you freaking say. And having been to San Jose and all those communities out there, I don't even think people in the Golden State neighborhoods of San Fran and uh, and all those I don't even think they were warrior fans okay but that being said you'd have to watch sports center to see how they did uh the Maloofs who uh huge fans of mm-hmm. the Palms I had no access to Sacramento King games and but I rooted on the Sacramento Kings because I cuz you like their colors no it was the Maloofs no but you like oh. their colors cuz they were purple and gray those are sweet colors, but I mean, <laughs> it had nothing to do with that. It had to do with the Maloofs, and I could care less about the Detroit Pistons, to be honest. Um, unless they want to advertise with us, and we love you, and we think you guys are great. Um, but 
Uh, so anyways, back to it. You'd have to watch SportsCenter to see your clip. Everything has changed. Uh, so I think I have the Infinity Stones, uh, if you know Marvel. I think I have the Infinity Stones of every app that you possibly need right now. And if you don't have it on your phone, you have it in your car because you have Sirius. Correct. Sirius XM Radio. Oh, my God. That's awesome. But YouTube TV, if I haven't hyped it up enough, is the best alternative to cable. I have anything I want access to. The Vegas Golden Knights, huge story. Been watching them on hockey. Watch it directly from my phone wherever I am. But what I use YouTube TV most is if I have to, if I'm covering a fight, but I'm also wanting to watch another fight, I can have it right there. Wherever I am, I can watch something. Now, that being said, I really realize how much I don't watch TV because it's readily available for me. But how often do I use the app? But the app is amazing. You only do really use it for things like that. Right. So you're, you have access now to any team. It is not – I mean, I grew up a Cubs fan. and if, I don't know how many games you've even watched this year. Of the Cubs? Yeah. Not, not too many, but I've not had a lot of time. Um, but they're in first place now, finally. Oh, that was quick. Well, I mean, they're they're in a bad division. So um, a lot of the reason I grew up such a ridiculous Cubs fan was it was WGN. And you had access to those games. And they were on TV. And Atlanta Braves. Right, on TBS. Um, Although I wasn't a Braves fan. But I was a huge Cubs fan. You, You had access to more Cubs games than you did Detroit Tiger games. So I had an American League team, the Tigers, and then I had a National League team, the Cubs. And then, you know, when I was in Chicago, the Cubs obsession just became ridiculous. So... Now everybody has an access. It's it's not uncommon for someone to live in Detroit and be a fan of the Houston Rockets. It's not because all of these events are now available to you and you can watch your favorite team over time with NHL package, NBA package, MLB package. And so now fan bases are very spread out. The good thing about that is you don't have to be regional to like a certain team and for whatever reason if you choose to like the Houston Rockets you you have access to their games the bad news for that is going to be that and I think the Detroit teams are realizing that is that you're going to have to <laughs> get, you still have to fill the seats you still basically. have to fill the seats and your product now even has to be better because everybody has access to products that um are better pretty much yeah or very cheap yeah you know i mean why the vegas golden knights are an amazing story they're an expansion team if you're not familiar with hockey i think they're one of the greatest sports stories ever and we're witnessing it and this is why i watch it because i am a sports journalist they are an expansion team okay and somebody put it best on Sirius XM radio they like to be called misfits people that were cast away by other teams so how it happens is in an expansion draft the teams protect a certain amount of players and then they leave unprotected the players that they don't feel fit their team and that's who the Vegas Golden Knights got to pick from those were the people that they assembled a team around So what had happened was you have a huge um, situation here, 
in which the Golden Knights are gelling. Not only did they have a great regular season, they've now made it to the third round. They're a great story. Um, You have access to products like that compared to the Detroit Red Wings or the Vegas Golden Knights and the Detroit Red Wings are in the playoffs. I might choose watching a Vegas Golden Knight game just because of how fun and exciting the team is. So ESPN Plus... This this new way of looking at how people need the information when they want it, how they want it, and UFC with Fight Pass, that was kind of what they were getting into, but people were always confused with Fight Pass, like well, which fights are on Fight Pass, which fights aren't on Fight Pass, etc., etc. But um, I thought you were taking a picture. I was like, you're not, definitely not taking a picture. I hope you're not. Um, but what I was going to say is that yeah, ESPN had to find a way to get back in the mix and become the industry leader. It looks like they are. And as they were losing sports because of the price to have NFL games, the price to have other sports on their network, they get uh, a fight here uh, or the UFC, they get a brand here that everyone's familiar with at probably a better price than they would have got uh, NBA or MLB or football. And they're continuing with the trend. And really, people that recognize trends in business are the ones that are more successful. And as Fox Sports was growing and continuing to pass ESPN, this deal is beyond UFC. It might actually um, spur ESPN and Walt Disney into – becoming the leader in sports again so i don't know what you're doing what are you doing facebook live oh i don't want to do that i look geez no anyways um so those are my thoughts on this absolutely uh great deal very exciting and uh for our our good friend our co-host cody it's a great deal you're you're ufc you're going to be on espn and we started the undercard. Uh, the undercard was actually like a seven-year-old idea, but yeah, we've been on the radio for five years. And being on the radio for five years, we were one of the first, if not the first, to put MMA and boxing together because we realized seven years ago that the sports were very much the same. And it looks like ESPN is going to group the sports together. Now, I'm going to preface this again, and I've said this a million times over our five years. They're the same behind the scenes. You work with the same commissions. You work with the same uh, people. The sports are different. The rules are different. Okay. But behind the scenes to somebody in the media, they are ran pretty much similarly the same. You see a lot of crossovers with athletes now going back and forth. Way before Conor McGregor, you had athletes jumping from MMA to boxing. And so now you have an opportunity to uh, merge combat sports together. And it's going to be interesting to see what else would be merged with uh, boxing and MMA, uh, maybe college wrestling, which I know is is a big, big, uh, like a niche crowd. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what we're going to have over the next, uh, I don't know, year. We're going to learn a lot more. I mean, this is a work in progress. This is ESPN coming up with this. And then $750 million, that's nothing to bat an eye at. Uh, buy an, bat an eye at. Uh, 
you know, for five years. That's absolutely fantastic. That's great. So um, great breaking news happened on a Tuesday, on Undercard Tuesday, and we get to actually comment on it. But what I was saying uh, previously about apps and everything, and it seems like ESPN is starting to get this. There's no reason for me to have Comcast anymore. You, YouTube TV has taken that away. YouTube TV is absolutely fantastic if you haven't got it. Spotify, which I said we're going to talk about over the next five weeks and six weeks and give just massive love to, is an absolutely fantastic uh, you know, an app for a music lover. Uh, besides that, Netflix. Netflix gives you access to a lot of movies, but that crosses over with YouTube. And uh, what's the other one I really like? There's one I'm missing. Besides Sirius? I I love Sirius XM Radio. Um, No, there's another app that I just absolutely, fantastically love. I got to have it here. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Hold on. I'll tell you, it's not Facebook. It was probably Netflix. Um, No, it's not Netflix. I do have Hulu, but I don't use Hulu. Um, SoundCloud, of course, are shows on SoundCloud. What's What's the other... God, this is terrible radio right now. I apologize. There's there's one more that has given me control, I think, of, of the whole universe. There's a, you only need like four and you have access to absolutely everything you'll ever need. My other favorite thing I like right now is restaurants have these apps where you get these reward points. So if you heard us talk a million times about BD's Mongolian Barbecue, uh, Cody loves it. I love it. Rochelle loves it. Well, all I do is rack up points there. I go there, you scan the barcode, um, they give you double points on Tuesdays, and these points give you like $15 off your bill. And Hooters has gotten on board with this. I ate Chili's for the first time in five years, Chili's, and downloaded their app. Uh, The the restaurants are coming along with these apps and and figuring it out. But we live in an instant society now, instant gratification. Um, that's the whole reason the podcast thing works. It's, it's, it's listening to subjects that you like on the go. And so, but we're going to go to our first break. Uh, when we come back, cover a little bit more and I'll talk to you soon. We're listening to the undercard hand combat radio. They're going to clean up your... Welcome back to the Undercard, everybody. Uh, episode two seventy six. So, uh, a couple couple things in the combat world that are going on. Our good friend Tony Harrison, super bad, is fighting Ishe Smith this weekend. Um, I have the utmost confidence that Tony Harrison's going to win this fight. Uh, I think Ishe Smith is a perfect opponent for him. I think Tony Harrison's going to be able to outbox him. It's a big name, and it's going to put Harrison right back into the title mix, and that's going on on PBC this weekend. Uh, You do get a chance to see the Ring Girls this weekend. The Ring Girls are going to be working Friday uh, for Second to None Promotions at the Dearborn Civic Center on Michigan Avenue. Tickets are still available for that, but I think it's near sold out. That's professional boxing. What? Oh, where is it? Then chime in. I'm sorry. I messed up. The Ford Performing Arts Center. Ford Performing Arts Center. Sorry. It's at the Ford Performing Arts Center on Michigan Avenue. And then on Saturday, we have MMA going on. Uh, Donna Frio has uh, his show, uh, Impact Fight League, and that's happening at Motor City Harley-Davidson. And that's located at... 
Um, we're going to pull up the address really quick. But that's on Saturday. So there's a lot going on. Um, be sure to catch out Tony Harrison, though, also fighting. And then our good friend uh, Darren Crowshank, uh wins in uh, Japan by kick. So it was a pretty good weekend for uh, friends of the undercard. That undercard karma keeps rocking and rolling and, and going on. Uh, speaking of rocking and rolling, uh, really neat story here. Um, whether or not you're a Bob Seger fan or not a Bob Seger fan, Bob Seger wrote a song down on Main Street and down on, the Main Street he's referring to is not the Main Street I came to know, but it was the street. I guess I, it, I'm sorry was the street I came to know, but it was a different version. You know, U of M now in Main Street in Ann Arbor is a lot different than what he was describing there. But he wrote uh, Down on Main Street, which was a popular song, and it's about Main Street down in Ann Arbor uh, around his time growing up. Well, it's it's come to um, attention that there's a street that runs past Ann Arbor uh, Pioneer, which is close to the U of M uh, Michigan Stadium. And the morning crew at the Detroit Classic Rock Station, WCSX, which is 94.7 if you're around here, has launched a campaign to convince the Ann Arbor School Board to name a stretch of road after Pioneer High School, uh, at Pioneer High School, in honor of the school's most famous rock and roll son. First step in the mission, drumming up a groundswell of support to show the school board the idea should be taken seriously. The effort was announced Monday by Jim O'Brien and his Big Jim's house team, including co-host Aaron and producer Ryan Logan. More than 100 people have emailed from around the country to back the concept, and others are encouraged to write Big Jim's house at WCSX.com. O'Brien is the longtime WCSX personnel personality who successfully spearheaded the 2016 campaign to rechristen a street in Royal Oak as Glen Fry Drive. Seeger featured an image of that street sign on the back cover of his November release, I Knew You Win, an album dedicated to his late friend and uh, collaborator. As they kicked around Bob Seeger Boulevard concept, O'Brien and a company combed through the Google Maps in search of the prospective Ann Arbor streets. They stumbled onto the ideal candidate, a currently unnamed road that winds across school property and which has a handy link to Seeger's 1976 song, Main Street, from the Rockers' Ann Arbor years. The key thing was to find a piece of land like this where you're not affecting anyone's address, O'Brien said. This stretch of road is just there, and the fact that it's physically connected to Main Street, I mean, come on, this is too perfect. Christine Steed, part of the seven-member Ann Arbor School Board, said any approval could be months-long process, including multiple briefings, opportunities for local citizens to chime in. Bob Seeger is obviously a very famous person from our area, and a lot of people love his music, Steed said. If enough people say this is something they love to see, I'm certainly not going to oppose it. Steed added, if people are thinking that this is a great idea and want us to do it, we need to hear from them. Seeger, who turned 73 on Sunday, was born in Detroit and spent his formative years in Ann Arbor, graduating from Ann Arbor High School in 1963, four years before the school was renamed Pioneer. Why wait until someone's gone to have some way of showing them what they mean, said O'Brien, reflecting back on the Glen Fry drive campaign, which began a month after Fry's death. This seems to make sense. Seeger is one of the uh, most famous figures to have walked the halls of Pioneer. Other alumni, uh, ah, 
Other alumni included rocker Iggy Pop and his late Stooges uh, mates Ron and Scott, filmmaker Ken Burns, and football uh, John and Jim Harbaugh. The voice support for Bob Seger Boulevard, you can... Oh, I'm sorry. To voice support for the Bob Seeger Boulevard, you can email Big Jim's House at wcxx.com. What do you think of that, Rochelle? And that's in the Detroit Free Press today. Well, it'd be nice if they did it before he was gone, con- and considering that he's sick right now. Why not name Main Street after him, though? Like, I, I, I don't understand the, the, the problem with changing. See how Stevie Wonder just had a street with the U.S. Post Office named after him. And it has both of them on top of it. It says the original street. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. And then it says Stevie Wonder Boulevard. Why can't it be um, – I mean, that's a road it sounds like no one goes near. It sounds like it's on school property or something like that. Why not name uh, Main Street Bob Seger Boulevard? I think that would be absolutely fantastic. Well, at least a stretch of it. Everybody has a Main Street <laughs> in every town in – and yeah, a little stretch of it. I'm really disappointed that when Joe Louis Arena is tore down, Steve Eiserman and Idol, that I was, uh, of course, Joe Louis Arena's new address is 19 Steve Eiserman Drive. The Steve Eiserman Drive, whether or not they keep the name, depending on what goes there, it was cool because it was by the arena. Um, I'm all for naming for Bob Seeger. I think Bob Seeger is a good representation of the hardworking Detroiters. There's a lot of artists around here that aren't. Um, but he's a good representation of somebody that embodies that Detroit spirit. And I say go all the way. Make make it Main Street and just, and, and just run it down there. Not a road that it sounds a little bit off. And then why does the school board act like it's such a big deal or something like that? I mean... I don't think the Steve Eiserman thing, um, which happened the night his uh, number was retired, I believe. I don't think you have to jump through that many hurdles. And I think your mail would still get there. And I don't know anybody that would be mad that their address changed to Bob Seger Boulevard. If anything, that's a cool conversation piece. And um, But I just picture this DJ going through Google Maps looking for roads to name. But, Rochelle, is there anybody out there that you think should have a name – street after in the Detroit area. In the Detroit area? Yeah. Um, well, there's none after a tiger. What? There's none after a tiger. Right. And would it be Willie Horton? Would it be Al Kaline? Who who would it be? Um, I would probably go with Al Kaline. Al Kaline? All right. Mr. Tiger? Mm-hmm. Um... I mean, not, you know, not Illich or anything. I don't think it would be. I I, I don't, I don't think it would be. Um, I was trying to think hard. Um, Bob Seeger's a good one. That's, that's one I wouldn't have originally thought of. Um, but down the road, uh, just reading about what, uh, the Art Van founder has done, I, I would love to see, um, and his name, man, I just drew a blank. Uh, I would like to see something named after the Art Van founder and what he did for the city of Detroit, um, how much he helped. Um, but I'd, I'd also like to see um, some community leaders, some people that um, have have done 
stuff for the community get recognized that way. There's so many bad street names that need renaming anyways. Um, you know, you forget all those mile roads around the Detroit area. They all have different names. And, you know, somebody would be like, oh, it's called this, but it's also called 7 Mile, 8 Mile Road, 9 Mile. Um, I'd like to see some new things. Stevie Wonder was a good one. Um, well, if you go through that apartment that are in the, like, the Woodbridge area, um, they're all named after Motown, um, Motown greats. Legends? Mm-hmm. That's cool. And that's a way to redo a neighborhood. Why, why not make West Grand Boulevard Motown Avenue? Because Motown sits on it. It's a much more pretty. It's, it's much more. It, it's better. Dude, I just butchered. It sounds better than West Grand Boulevard. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it going to confuse anything? And we're talking about technology. Everybody uses GPS and, and stuff like that. Yeah, no. I mean, how many streets do we have that change their name halfway down, you know, a mile down the road from what they were? Right. As you're going down them anyway. Now, I remember when the Palms Casino named. God, what was the name of the street? Um, I can't remember the street. But uh, Hugh Hefner Drive, the the one that runs next to Flamingo, they named it Hugh Hefner Drive. And I remember that. And that's when uh, the Palms was – and it was a big deal for Hefner to get a, a name of a street after him. Vegas Vegas does honors pretty, pretty good. But – so you got Bob Seeger in Ann Arbor, um, community leaders maybe in Detroit. Uh, let's see. Uh, I would love for Ernie Banks in Chicago to get something named for him in Wrigleyville. That would be absolutely amazing if Ernie Banks got a street named after him really close to Wrigley Field. Um, there's a lot of examples of it, but streets are – a neat way to honor somebody. It's I think, easy. Well, you, you know what I don't like is those stupid days they give to people where it's like, today I christen it Kid Rock Day. Like, no one remembers those. And I don't know if it's a one-time deal. And I really it don't know. It is a one-time deal. It is a one-time. Today's Kid Rock Day and yes. that's it. Those are worthless awards. Like, having a street named after you, that's pretty freaking. Because that would limit it to, what, 365 <laughs> people People who got honored? Happy Kid Rock Day to you, by the way, Rochelle. Exactly. Um, but no, I mean, that's a, it's a meaningless award. I don't celebrate award. that. You know, no, but it's a meaningless award. Exactly. You know, okay, today we, we proclaim it's, you know, Steve Eiserman Day. I, I'm sure they did that when they retired his number. But, I mean, that would be cool if it was Steve Eiserman Day once a year. You know, I, it could be done. I mean, you're you're limited to 365. Guess what? This the the bar should be set high. You know what I'm saying? As to who would get the honor? Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, it shouldn't be easy. No. You know, that's that's the whole thing I have with honoring people. It should not be easy to get half the awards we give these. Uh, God, I, I'm going to really piss off some people here. Participation but, awards. Oh, exactly. Dude, there's so many freaking dang awards out there. And most of them are bought, let's be honest. Um, they don't matter. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They don't, dude. I know what you're talking about. Exactly, dude. They, they hyphen it and put something after it. Blah, 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 hyphen, you know, economical. <laughs> 
You know, it's just like those awards don't mean shit. Like, you know, it's the best blah, blah, blah for 2017. Exactly. You know, um, I don't know. We, we got to think of, you know, something kind of cool to do for Joe Lewis, because I think that Joe Lewis arena being taken away name wise, I think you now have to find something just as big for Joe Lewis because of what he meant for the community. And you have the fist, um, which is down on the riverfront, but you also have the statue that's in Cobo. But you got to remember that we're losing the Joe Lewis arena name. Um, what if a portion of Woodward, Woodward was called Joe Lewis Avenue? That would be freaking fantastic. Joe Lewis was an amazing guy. And... I, you know, great for the sport, embodies a lot of what Detroit was about also. Um, but I think losing the name of Joe Lewis, um, you know, it is a big, big thing. Um, Do you think. think that because the they closed that arena that, um, you know, kind of like you have the fist, but then, you know, half the time people don't know what the fist is. If you're from out of town, you don't know what the fist right. is. Right, and so you don't know, like... If you're the, not embarrassing, you don't know like the importance of Joe Lewis. No, it, no, exactly. Like, g- give him a a portion of uh, Woodward named after him, or or a big street name would be a great honor. I mean, you're stripping his name off an arena that is no longer there. I think there should be something in return. Um, a manual from the Croc. I think there should be a lot named after him in the city and what he did for the city. But, we, you know, we could compose over the next few weeks a list of things that we think should be named. I think that would be fun to do. And we can have Jimmy involved with it because Jimmy would have some interesting uh, takes on it. But people that we will, we do know that will not have things named after him. Uh, Kwame Kilpatrick, I, I've, I'm pretty sure I can bet my vehicle that nothing will be named after Kwame Kilpatrick. Um, can you think of anybody that will definitely not have anything named after them? Kilpatrick's the easy one. I mean, Ooh. Kilpatrick is pretty easy. I'd, ha- I'd have to think about it, really. Um, off the top of my head. God. Who? Uh, Nadamakan Sue, the way he left the Sue. Lions. Sue. He would be, he would be gone. Can't stand him. Um, would not have anything named after him. No. Um, God, I'm I'm trying to just limit it to like very prominent, like Kilpatrick, like Mayor, or or a sports figure that kind of screwed over um, the city. God, you know, mm. like who had a serious blooper that like cost us the series, right? And we talked about Jack White. <sighs> When we went to the show uh, like three weeks ago, um, I thought it was very interesting. Jack White did not call it Little Caesars Arena once during the the show. He called it Gordie Howe Arena. And Gordie Howe, although not you know a native Detroiter, not, I mean neither was Steve Eiserman. He was a Canadian. Um, Gordie Howe, you think you think him, and you don't think oh Canada, right? You think Detroit Red Wing, even though he played with some different teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was cool. Jack White called it Gordie Howe Arena. Um, well, it's because he holds true to what the city is anyway, right? 
I hate corporate sponsors on these arenas. I really do. And then the worst part about the corporate sponsors on arena is um, prime example, someone I know. uh, Yeah, so he was at Salt Lake, right? He was at a jazz game. And I said, had the jazz had a new arena? You know, since I've been there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, it's the same one from 1992, but it had a new name. And he goes, they've had three different sponsor names since then. That sucks, dude. Like, you go through three different names for the arena? That well, cool. the, I, I think how they, they name it after a sponsor is stupid anyway. Like, when we went to the White Sox game, and what is it, Cellular Field now? Or it was Cellular Field? But it was New Kaminsky Park at one time. Right. I mean, White Sox Stadium. Just keep it simple. Kaminsky Park. No, Kaminsky but, would have been. But you cool. know what New I'm Salmon saying? Too. Like too much money in it. Yeah. Everything's sponsored. Da 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 by dun yeah. dun. Da da da. It's now DTE. Right. I'm sure it's the Daytona five hundred presented by something. Sure. But the day's gonna suck and it will happen where Daytona five hundred gets so much money that they'll rename it the Goodyear 500 and they'll strip the Daytona formally. There will be a day well, when that considering happens. Considering that, you know, they're moving towards changing that whole sport to begin with anyway, you know, out of the country with removing the grid girls or whatever they're called. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's because sponsors. Yeah. Uh, another thing that's going to happen is the NBA is already doing it. And the only reason I don't watch NBA. I, sucks. But I do play NBA on PlayStation 4, which is amazing. You just like to smear the boys. On I do. I like I like to be. Uh, <laughs> it's fun. Like they have Jordan in the game. So like I'm in heaven. But uh, they have sponsors on their, their logos. GE and Goodyear for the Cavs and stuff. Jerseys. That sucks, dude. I, they had to do it in soccer, but you realize what some of those soccer players were making over in Europe? So, like, that's the only jersey I ever knew. Like, my, my Manchester United jersey had Vodafone on it. Right. My David Beckham. And that was their, their phone over there. And I thought it was cool. But when you know it the other way, I would, if Major League Baseball allowed, I got mad that New Era who makes the freaking cap, put the logo on the side of it. I know. On the wool cap. The iconic wool caps. Even though it's a little tiny thing. Doesn't matter. They messed up big time. And I Under Armour is coming to baseball, and I believe Under Armour is going to have their logo somewhere above, like, the Yankee logo and the Cubs logo. Oh that stuff makes me mad. But when you start selling advertising like that, that's going to make me really mad. It's just going to... Like, well, that it's all about the money, so that's what they're gonna do. I nope. mean, you've seen the UFC; they they they're not allowed to have their own sponsors now. They took over, and you know you have to have Reebok, even though it might have really like killed someone's income when they had you know better sponsors. No doubt, that. no doubt. There's some people that were banking exactly like a hundred thousand a fight because they had good sponsors. I mean, it killed. Uh, and I mean, you'd have to Google it right now. I'm sure Torque is still around as a T-shirt brand, but I mean, Torque. Uh, uh, there's a ton of T-shirt companies that went affliction. Yeah, I mean that sponsored fighters because they couldn't get into the UFC 
by sponsoring through the UFC, but sponsored fighters and paid the UFC their fees. Uh, there was a ton of uh, ways, but those companies all probably went by the wayside. And UFC then now, UFC, I know three brands by the UFC, Metro PCS, Harley Davidson, I associate with them, and then I associate Reebok with them. Those are the three brands that I associate with them. Yeah, it's still around. Is it? But man. And it's got what's-his-face all over it still. So. Uriah Faber. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that was a way for him to get his company out there, Torque. Mm-hmm. We saw Torque in uh, Faber at uh, Arnold, Arnold one time. Yeah. We didn't see him this year. Nope. But then again, we didn't really walk Yeah, around. we didn't walk. We were too busy doing stuff. But, but um, everything, but I t- I'm looking at everything on here. It's all half off. Uh, UFC 217 shirt is now $10 from 25 Well, first off, 217 was a while ago. So I'm that just should saying. Be. Well, any of these are. All the torque stuff. Uh, hoodies, 20 bucks. Well, I ain't bad, actually. T-shirts, 10 bucks. Yeah, I mean. Dude, I'll wear any hoodie for 20 bucks. It's actually not a bad looking hoodie. I will wear any hoodie for Who's 20 bucks. Who's Craig Garbrandt? Or Cody. Oh, Cody. Cody. No love. Cody, no love. Yeah, he's all over this stuff. Okay, so they, they sponsored No Love. Nice. I like his hoodie. Ah, his I is twenty two fifty. Twenty two fifty, yeah, extra two fifty because you like it. Hold on, I gotta see it really quick. There. Can you see that? Yeah. It kinda you know what? And what one more glance. I tell you what. Well you don't think you think it looks girly, don't you? No. I think it looks I think everybody tries to copy Roots of Fight. Roots of Fight, yeah. Down to the the way the script is, down to well, the box. Well, this was the other one. The other one just. Says, I think everybody tries a. The other one just says "Torque" on it with their logo, and it's it's not bad. No, but and that's 20 original. Bu- Twenty bucks. Roots of Fight came out, and everybody was using that the way. Um, I even thought it, about doing an undercard school. shirt that way, but then I thought about it, and it's pretty cool. Right, Roots of Fight is amazing. Nick Diaz collection. Let's see if you're on what? sale. Oh, there's only one, and he's half off. He's half off? Down to what? It's a hoodie for twenty two fifty. Dang. Let's go shopping. Well, if you have a Toys R Us, Babies R Us uh, gift card, today Can't was the last day. Oh, was it? I think today was the last day I saw. Mm. So, yeah, so th- those wouldn't apply. But, no, uh, the no love one would be... <laughs> you, can't, you can't wear that with Cody, our Cody. where's my hoodie? We need hoodies. Yeah. Cody uh, Stamen get going on hoodies. He keeps working his way back up. Uh, you know, the latter. I mean, he was never not going up. I mean, he's going to be all over the UFC store. You'll just have, you know, have to keep getting Cody. Damn, Damn wait till there's Cody stand-ups. Oh, my God. We'll just have them everywhere in here. The studio. Like the little but, stand-ups. I know, but we already have Cody. I know, but cardboard stand-ups. I'd rather stand-ups. stand next to the real thing than a car- Although we could put one in our living room. Right. So he could be with us all the time. That's right, and we'll put a shirt on it too. So he's not shirtless. Like, no, we put, like put it. A sh- put a shirt on it, Cody. <laughs> put a shirt. <laughs> no shirt, no shoes. He's what is it? And we'll get a Jimmy one. Jimmy can be the before he started taking Nutrition X, and then the after Cody one. Cody up after he Cody'd up, man. Yeah. By the way, we have a new phrase on the undercard. Instead of cowboy up, it's Cody up because uh, he does everything great. Uh, Cowboy Up was an expression um, that, you know, the Red Sox use. Everybody says Cowboy Up at a bar or something. But now now it's officially Cody Up. Cody Up. 
So are you going to attempt to do what's on tap for Jimmy? Um, you kind of read half of them anyway. But I'd like to see what you can do. I'm not going to do anything really cool with it. As a matter of fact, right? It's at the 8 o'clock mark, so I'd like you to try to do something and then go to a break so I can grab some more beer from Falling Down Beer Company. Dude, I'm literally dude, only going to announce a couple of things. All right. And then go to break. All right. So I'm going to do What's on Tap tonight, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. Um, in the MMA world, this weekend on Saturday, we have UFC 224 in Rio in Brazil. The main event is Nunes versus Pennington. And uh, lower on that card is our very own ABC versus Mackenzie Dern. In Bellator 199, being held in San Jose, we have Batter versus King Mo. And again, we have Donna Frio's IFL 69 at the Motor City Harley Davidson. And the tickets are still available. And it is. Uh, doors open, I think it's 7, and it'll be located at 24800 Haggerty Road in Farmington Hill. And then over in boxing, um, there's just a couple things going on. Uh, Friday night we have uh, uh, our very own Second to None promotions will be held again at the Ford Performing Arts Center, and tickets are still available for that. Um, and then our our guy Harrison is versing Ishe Smith in Vegas, and it's going to be on Bounce TV. And then Saturday on HBO, there's Lomachenko versus Linares for the WBA lightweight. Okay, and we're going to go to a break. We'll be back in a minute. You're listening to The Undercard, Hand Combat Radio. Not really sure what Rochelle was playing there, the last song. What is that? Uh, it was little Kim and Drew Hill. Oh, can't say I know anything by either of those two. You like them? Sorry. Or you like the song? Because uh, there's a difference. It was left on the queue. So it just got played. Yeah. Just got played like a player. Uh, so Summer also introduces something else. It's uh, kind of like a... Like Comic Con season, and so Comic Con is like I don't know. It's a mixture of everything pop culture. It's just not comics. And I just saw that David Duchovny, who is a guy that I'd love to meet. First off, because of Fox Mulder, of course, but also because of him being Hank Moody on California Cation. That would be like an amazing. Comic Con guest, but he's something at Alien Con, a, a place I'd never step foot in because those aliens <laughs> freak me out. But that would have been a cool guest to get. But um, we are going to try to broadcast one day down at Comic Con for Podcast Detroit. We have we have fun doing it every year. Um, the people watching is incredible. Uh, but this year. They have pretty much the cast from it, which I mean, you can't get minus two, right? Which next to Stranger Things, which Stranger Things is a, a lot bigger than them. But that I mean, that's be, a pretty that would be good. That's a pretty good guest. Who else is going to be there this year? Um, my mind went blank. Honestly, you want Val Kilmer? 
Right, right. Okay, so Val Kilmer. Yeah. Um, a couple of people from Walking Dead that I don't know. Probably zombies. No, one of them is a character, but I don't know who he is. Stopped at season three. Um, some Disney stars. Where's the Mad Men cast? Can you imagine Sterling? Oh my God. That would be amazing. I would, for a photo op, I'd bring a martini glass. I'd fill it with water and just have us like toasting. And some candy lucky strikes. Oh, there you go. Exactly. Uh, Oh my God. See if he does any. Because God knows he isn't acting anymore. Uh, I don't know. Um, well, hold on. Let's, let's get our, let's get our media guests here who we got. I just purchased a picture of Roger Sterling and Don Draper yeah, at a bar. Disney stars, Disney, uh, the, 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 the doofy guy from Revenge of the Nerds. The one who always yells nerds. Oh, uh. Beefcake or. No, 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 no. Whatever no, 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 is no, no. that guy. But you know the guy what? that Tosh wanted to hire to do it in San Diego Comic Con, and they told him no. Oh. He wanted him to run in an ogre, ogre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not booger. Ogre. Ogre. The guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he yeah. becomes a nerd in Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. Too, too much. Um, a couple people from Empire Records. If you know that movie. What are these? Just new, recently announced people? Because I don't remember seeing them like a couple weeks. Um, ago. Ethan Embry. Who played Mark in it? He was also in Can't Hardly Wait. He's also a Rusty in Vegas Vacation. Holy shit, that Rusty? Yeah, so that's Ethan Embry. The one that wins the cars. No oh, shit. Yeah, um, some Star Trek guy. It looks like maybe a Deep Space Nine or a Voyager guy. I don't know. Jason Patrick. Um, a couple people from The Office, but no one. Chris uh, Pratt? No, I'm joking. That's the wrong show. Um, Lucy Lawless, Margot Kidder. Right. Um, the Arrow. Arrow will be there. Okay. Steven something. Amel. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Smallville's Superman, Tom Welling. Yep. Um, we will not ask him about his co-star's extracurricular activities. Oh, yeah. We got to wait for Cody and, and Jimmy to yeah. talk about um, that. The, the short ball guy from Princess Bride, that would excite Jimmy. Also clueless. Sure. Who and Alicia Silverstone tries to make him find love so she gets a better grade, and it does pay off in the end. The older brother from Boy Meets World. Oh, good God. That's not even like a D-list celebrity. I, actually, I think Jimmy's more popular and, than that kid. Uh, Billy Zabka. Is he going to be a – is that it again? Oh, Beverly canceled. Who's Beverly? The Oh, and oh, so Beverly and Ben from It canceled. Okay. Um, oh, that sucks. And you just mentioned somebody. That's the guy from Karate Kid. He was just here. And there's a couple. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. He was just here last year. He was here with yeah, Ralph Macchio. That's Nacho. what I thought. Yeah. All right. Uh, the oh, the blonde from Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, her. Yeah. No, but from the Office, they have Oscar Nunez, which is actually kind of exciting because he played the town stripper. In the proposal. For the proposal, yeah. Yes. Is that what you would have him sign? He also plays the waiter. He, he does every job there. Exactly. Yeah. He's a jack of all trades. He's been in, in something else in, that he was uh, funny in. In Sitka. Right. Sitka, Alaska. Yeah. We're just going to stay there and talk and 
people observe like we do. Yeah, I mean, it's it's no one that super excites me. Like Ethan Embry, I would be super excited about 15, 20 years ago. Gotcha. Tom Welling, same thing, probably 15, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much now. Mm-hmm. It's funny because uh, Tom Welling actually looks like our, our good friend Aaron Sweckel. So last year, um, yeah. your Hobbit was there. Last year was a better group. It wasn't my Hobbit. My Sean Hobbit, Austin. My ha- Hobbit has never come. Rudy. It's not my Hobbit. Um, my, hob- a, my Hobbit's It was a better media group. That's what I'm saying. Especially because you had American Rooker Pie. at the time you couldn't have been bigger. Who? Yeah, Rooker, the Yandu guy. From Guardians of oh, the Galaxy, Michael he Rooker. was yeah, he was hitting. He yeah. was popular right then. The Mary Poppins line was out, yeah, and obviously Walking Dead. That that's like that's he's I mean. still I, riding. I look at wave. I look at the other comic cons across the country. We get and shitted at, and yeah, I unless I'm not happy like with it. Like uh, it, all you got to do is go to Chicago and you get better. Chicago's. I'm just saying. I mean, you just got to go four that. hours and you get like. Amazing guests. Yeah. Or you could have went to, where is it, Seattle, Ace, the Ace Convention or the Ace Comic Con, where you could meet Spider-Man. No. Thor. No. Iron Man. Robert Downey? Yes. Chris Hemsworth. Loki. Tom Hiddleston. They're all there. I, okay, so you're going to think I'm crazy. I would probably have Robert Downey sign something from back to school from Rod, Rod, Rodney Dangerfield. What's wrong with you? Jude Law or Jude Cool. I'm surprised you song. didn't go with less than zero. No, oh, good soundtrack. <laughs> good soundtrack. Um, people I am waiting to meet, and I, I've been blessed. I've met pretty much everyone I ever want to meet. But David Duchovny's one. I mean, it would be nice if he hit it. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah, but also David Duchovny, uh, Batman or Superman, Superman. Michael Keaton. Holy shit! Michael Keaton would be awesome. Oh no, they were there. Superman and Wonder Woman were there in December. Michael Keaton. No, no, Superman. Uh, him. Can't. Rem- I'm drawing a mind blank right now. Superman. Oh, so you you got Gal. Good dot, Gil. I don't know. Yeah. I can't pronounce it. And, and then uh, Henry Cavell. Yeah, they were. The, they were. What the fuck convention is that? That's like a list town. It is. It's called the Ace Comic Con. Look, I mean, how many I'm not I, kidding. How many times they run that a year? Well, that because you said one December. In De- the one in December there? was in New York. Um, there's one. There was one in January in Arizona that had um, Captain America, Spider Man, Stan Lee. And the one in June in Seattle, Washington, has Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, Tom Hiddleston, Spider-Man. I mean. Chris Hemsworth. Chris uh, Hemsworth. Oh, and um, Scarlet Witch and Vision. Um, Those are better cons. Now, now, what do they charge for autographs? Because I mean, I, I tell you, okay, you're going to price floor those fucking walkers from Walking Dead who charge sixty for a photo. Well, these are the featured guests. I mean, that, that's there's a like a couple these freaking WWE zombies that stars. get killed off that ask for like which WWE stars? Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Sh- uh, Shinsuke, no, no. Nakamura. 
and someone from the Marvel Universe. I don't know who she is. Um, Braun Strowman. That's all I want to meet. Um, um, yeah, so let's let's go here um, to Chris Hemsworth. Details. Photo ops. Give it to me. Photo ops for Chris Hemsworth. 250. 250. Uh, for just him. 250. They're sold out. Two. 200. Okay. I was close. Yeah. I'm really good at it. Chris Evans, 200. Um, to get Chris Evans and. It's Captain America. Yes. Captain America and Thor is 420. Um, to get Captain America and Spider Man is 380. To get um, Captain America. Thor, Loki, Spider Man, Scarlet Witch, and Vision is eight eighty in one photo. Okay, so wow. so here's the thing: somebody's off. Either they're too low, or the D list, C list we see are too high. I think they're too high. You know, because I, I will tell think you this, too high. and you vouch for me, right? I hang around a very famous crowd sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. You will never meet Chris Hemsworth on the street. Like, I can tell you who you will meet and who you won't. Lo- like, those guys are right. no way. That is your only opportunity. Exactly. And mm-hmm. that's a good price uh, I, with Chris if, Evans, if too. Had, those are A-listers. If I had the cash for it, I would do it. Right. But now, in a heartbeat. Now, 60 bucks for a walker who dies in episode, oh, season six, episode eight. And this is the one I would want. I would want. Captain America, Thor, and Loki for five ninety five. No Robert Downey in there. He's that not actually Loki. there. He's not actually at this one. Um, Captain America, Thor, Loki, Spider Man, Scarlet Witch, Vision. Can't beat that. No. No. Absolutely and our friend Joshua from uh, Top Rope Review. How has he not gone? Uh, our friends Josh and uh, Tabitha. Tabitha, his girlfriend. Uh, they, Tab. Tab. She is amazing at getting photos with him uh, and Joshua. It, it, like they're they're it, that's what they do, and the pi- pictures always turn out cool, and you get to see them. I wonder if they know of that. You should you message them. They road trip too. It's amazing what you well, can they do. Won, with no they kids. won the tickets for the one in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Lucky. I know. It just also you know what sucks. I'm I'm in an industry where. Who am I looking for? Fights happen. Roger Sterling. Oh, God. If he's signing somewhere. There should be a Mad Men convention. Ooh. Ooh. Can you imagine? Ooh. Like people just dressed up like them. Uh, You're going to break my heart and tell me he died or real? something. No, he didn't die. He's trying to find his right name. John Slattery. <laughs> Got to meet him before he does. More than Don Draper. More than Don Draper. Who? Uh, that would, uh, John Hamm would be an A-lister that you would never run into. Who? John, John Hamm. Hamm. John oh, Hamm or John Hamm. I don't like his hair in the season we're in right now, though. Okay, so yeah. So I like to figure out that stuff. So the price of the D-list are too high because if A-list are like there, the price should then make those people go and down. let's be but honest. Been, the people who think that they are – and a higher ranking of celebrity than what they actually are, they need a good reality check. Right. The old Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you're going to charge how much? And then, like, Ooh, you're not Swanson. there. She's a nice person. But, but saying, you're, not, you're not there no more. 
So, you know, they probably wouldn't do. Um, oh, hold on. What's that? Hold on, hold on. So, um, what we're doing right now, in case you're trying to wonder what the heck is going on, is we're just looking at what people charge at conventions for photos. Just a photo. You know? Oh, oh no, that's old. Um, Haley Fest. So you, Roger Sterling's not signing anywhere. No. Yeah. Well, you know what? We probably missed out on that opportunity because we watched it. <laughs> We're 10 only years watching later. the show ten years later. Dude. So I'm gonna say that. No spoilers. <sighs> All right, we're gonna wrap up the show because we got an early day tomorrow. Everybody, have a good week. We'll be back next week. We're gonna talk what happened with Tony Harrison. I'm actually gonna track down Tony Harrison, get him on the show. I'm just gonna say it right now. Gonna track him down, get him on the show. Uh, and we will see everybody in a week. Take care.